Will you join me in prayer? And suddenly, oh, oh, fire divine, go through our hearts. O light eternal, illuminate our souls. May we discover you and our loving through the spirit of Christ who abides in us. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the second chapter of Acts. Get your ribbons ready. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all those who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Iliamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what is spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days will I pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy." And I will show portents in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, for our younger listeners here, and for those who find it helpful to have something to listen for, I'll give you three things. The first, who wrote the book of Acts, and what is it about? The second, who is Peter quoting as he preaches to the crowd? And the third, how many times do I say story or stories? So three things to be listening for. I love stories. I love epic stories and short stories, dramatic stories and fluff stories, family stories, birth stories, folk stories, true stories, Bible stories, survival stories, funny stories, sad stories, personal stories, redemption stories. I love stories. I've been so enjoying this Easter-tide season that's full of great stories about Jesus and his disciples and I found myself just wanting to tell and retell them that they might find a home in our very selves. 
that we might find ourselves with these stories emblazoned on our hearts. Today's scripture passage is the epic story of the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's a story full of special effects, humor, a character plot twist, mystery, and intrigue. Several weeks ago, we were in Holy Week, and we were reading the stories of Jesus' last day before his death. When we read this account in the Gospel of Luke, we read of Jesus of Judas's betrayal and Peter's denial, not just once, but three times, as Jesus foretold, Peter denied knowing Jesus to all those around him. Then Jesus was crucified, died, and was laid in a tomb. Three days later, the women who visited the tomb found it empty and so ran back to tell the apostles who did not believe them except Peter, who goes to the tomb and sees firsthand. Jesus then begins appearing to folks on the road to Emmaus, to the disciples in the upper room. After Jesus opens their eyes to understand the scriptures, he instructs them to stay in Jerusalem, and then he's carried up into heaven. And that's where we left off last week. And this is where the book of Acts picks up. Written by the same author, Acts is a companion volume to the Gospel of Luke. And where Luke focuses on Jesus, the book of Acts focuses on the life and work of the apostles and the church. Acts begins by reminding us that Jesus spent some time with the apostles before ascending to heaven again stressing that the apostles are to remain in Jerusalem, saying, this is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. All of this is fresh in their minds as they are gathered, presumably entering and celebrating Pentecost, the festival that comes 50 days after the festival of Passover and commemorates the giving of the law at Sinai. Into this gathering suddenly comes the sound like a violent rush of wind. Did you hear that? Suddenly, like a violent rush of wind, this comes among them. This is not peaceful doves floating down to rest among them. This is a startling moment, a scary moment even. Divided tongues of fire appear and rest on each of them. But instead of panicking and running away, running out of the room screaming, the apostles begin to speak. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit has gifted them in a way that enables them to speak in a plethora of languages. And they're not saying, what is going on here? No. They're telling about God's good deeds of power. They're speaking the gospel message of good news. Apparently, they're talking quite loudly because the people on the street begin to hear them. People from all over with different mother tongues and cultures lived in Jerusalem. And these people began to gather because something truly amazing was going on. They started to talk amongst themselves. Aren't all the people talking from Galilee? But yet we can all understand them in our own languages. What does this mean? Now, some scoffed at this scene. Perhaps the whole situation was too much for them to comprehend. And instead of sitting in the mystery, they explain it away. They must be drunk. Others become unified in the diversity. 
and they stick around to listen to Peter. Peter, who you will recall, denied Jesus publicly, is now preaching to the masses. He is recalling here the prophet Joel, who spoke of the Spirit's coming, being identified by the visions of young and the dreams of the old, that when the Spirit came, it would be poured out upon everyone, and that there would be portents in heaven and on earth. A portent, which is such a good jeopardy kind of word, is a sign of warning, or something usually bad or unpleasant is about to happen. So this whole situation is unnerving. I don't know about you, but I'd rather stick to God's still and small voice. But no, in this story, we hear again how God likes to change things up. First, God sends Jesus Christ into the world. This man who is at once human and divine comes on the scene and starts loving the outcasts and taking the people in power to task. He's killed, but then he's resurrected. He comes back and he appears to his disciples and then he leaves again, but not without promising to send the Holy Spirit. Theologian Kristen Emery Selden writes, the book of Acts testifies to the filling of the Holy Spirit as an ongoing gift, not just one event, And the church is constantly changing according to the Spirit's leading. The book of Acts also reminds us, she says, that such change is rarely easy or harmonious. Pentecost challenges churches, us, to live into the promise that Christ is present and alive in the midst of change. God's story is a story of shaking things up all the time. To be God's people means that we insert ourselves into this constant motion of change. Now to, sound at that, to say it that way sounds a little overwhelming, and it can be, but we are equipped to handle it because of the steadfast presence of God the creator, redeemer, and sustainer. In all this change, we are able to hold on to the one thing that remains the same the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Friends, we celebrate today as a community of disciples known as the church that the power of the Holy Spirit, whether we understand it or not, through it the church is given an identity and an authority centered on the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the story we have to tell. Now, as a congregation, we're going through yet another moment of change. We're in transition again. We have questions about our future. We have concerns about our present. But we are a diverse body of faith committed to living God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. We are a community of real, everyday people, and we are asked to share the good news of God's deeds of power with our own voice and with our own story. We are invited to see visions and dream dreams. We are encouraged to hear the rush of the Holy Spirit and not run away, but stay and speak, to be shaken up, but to hold fast to what is true. We are 
the children of God, and we will not, cannot be silent. The Spirit prompts us to cry out. The Spirit pushes us to be bold in our proclamation that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and that this God is the God in whom we live and move and have our being. Friends, this is our story. Let's embrace it. Let's live it in our very beings, and let's go and tell it. Alleluia. And amen.